to the Murray's Millennials podcast. It is 10.05 a.m. on Wednesday, September 9th. Welcome back and thanks again for listening. And if you're new, hey, I'm your host, Rochelle, creator of marriageformillennials.com, where I help millennials see God's design for faith, smart dating, and marriage. Pretty much, I share tools for millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one and prepare them for family if that is a current desire they have. Now, before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the combo going with us after the end of this podcast and as well as some housekeeping for the site. This is going to be posted on the site, marriagemillennials.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post or you can visit the Facebook page backslash mfmillennials. My Twitter and IG handle is at Rochelle Shoyola and Sam's is at Sam Shoyola. Also, the Marriage of Millennials page on Instagram is at Marriage for Millennials, so feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on all listening outlets, so subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar and it'll pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site from workbooks to our new 25 questions to ask while dating products and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty guys, let's jump in. Hey guys, um, welcome back to another podcast. Um, How are you guys? How are you guys holding up? How was your Labor Day holiday? Um, you know, Sam and I just got back from Orlando with some friends. It was really spur at the moment, um, and it was a really great time. Um, we drove, we took baby girl to Universal Studios and all of that jazz. Um, it was just pretty cool to get out, you know, and with all the precautions and all. It's amazing to see how, you know, a company can really kind of repurpose their building, their rides, and just everything, um, even the resort we were at, just see how they can make things socially distant. Um, in my opinion, it was pretty safe. Um, you know, so it was good. I hope you guys had a great holiday. Um, the way I'm at, I'm kind of just like, at some point we have to live our lives. Um, so do what works best for you. We had a good time and it was pretty safe. Um, but yes, it is just me this week. Um, Sam is at work, so... I'll be doing it solo dolo, but still got some gems for you today. Um, Well, today's podcast is actually listener requested, and it is all about addressing conflict. So let me go ahead and read to you the request. Heather asks, I would love for you to talk about when to say something and when to let something go in dating or marriage. Like, what are some signs it's time to bring things up? And what are things you just need to let go and move on from? What's worth the conflict and awkwardness and what's not? You know, sometimes I know that how I'm reading something or hearing something is not how my boyfriend is intending it because I know his heart, so I just let stuff go. But then I'm wondering if that's not really being honest and maybe I should bring up how his actions, words, or lack thereof make me feel. I know he loves me and I know he's a good man who loves God, so usually I just let stuff go and I don't say anything. But I'm worried that maybe that won't be healthy. Neither of us like conflict. Love that. So I have a couple things that I um, have in the brain and wrote down to share with you. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into that. Now, before we get started, go ahead and click that subscribe button and share this podcast if you love our content. Um, Visibility matters, and we want this message to not only hit your ears, but everyone else's. Sam and I love doing this from our hearts, um, free of charge, and all we ask is that you spread the love. 
don't think you can beat that <laughs> already. So let's jump in. Heather, thank you so much for asking this question. Um, the first thing I want to say is that you are not alone, <laughs> okay? I, as well as many other wives, have experienced this, I promise you. Um, putting to two people together isn't necessarily the hardest thing, right? But it's not something that is the easiest either. It does come with kinks that we do have to get out um, once we decide to um, commit to one another, um, whether that be your marriage or whether you're starting to see if you're going to get there um, through a, a courtship, a relationship that will end up in you getting engaged and you being a wife. The second thing I want to say is that this is an area that I have actually grown in a lot. Um, so I feel you, you know, like I definitely wish I could just put all of my experiences on a flash drive and mail them to you. Um, I used to be one who couldn't really hold her thoughts. You know, I have to say it. Um, the people have to know like that used to be me. Right. And I never really thought about putting effort into the way my thoughts were delivered. Right. Um, as long as it was truthful, you know, I, I just felt justified. Right. But when communicating the opportunity of growth that another has, there is an art to it. I've definitely learned that. In the past, I failed at that tremendously. And I've gotten in a lot of trouble for it. Right. Um, lost some friendships for it. Right. Um, started a bunch of unnecessary arguments with my husband because of it. So know that I am with you. Right. As a woman, you know, your words do have power and the way that you say something can truly have a huge impact on your relationship or marriage. So that's what I hope to share with you today. Last, um, of course, as you guys know, I'm in year two of my marriage. And what that means is that I still have a lot to learn, I'm sure. Right. Um, so don't be afraid to listen to this. But I also want to challenge you to pick the brains of the older married women that, you know, um, I'm sure they will beat me by a long shot um, and have a lot more great things to tell you. <laughs> All right. So let's jump in. The first thing I want to say is that conflict is healthy. Right. Um, I want to be clear that conflict is inevitable. Um, there's no way you can put two people together and expect them that come from two different upbringings and just have two different um, sense of how things should work um, and expect them to just never have conflict. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't, not realistic. Somebody's not being honest, right? Um, and so it is healthy if we address it or attack it in the right way. I like that you guys said that you both don't like conflict and here's why though. Um, neither of you liking conflict is good in the sense that your dislike for conflict should help in the way you nurture each other during conflict and avoid saying things that you will regret. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Um, you know, I've also dealt with family and friends that have, just have a bloodlust for conflict, right? And that usually just makes good things bad and bad things worse. Um, so that is good that you both don't like conflict in the sense that you guys will um, be more careful with one another when conflict does arise, right? But it's not good if you two just never bring anything up. Right. There are a lot of women who think that submission or a happy marriage means never bringing anything up and just being 100 percent silent and completely absolved um, from all feelings or all, um, you know, desires or all say so for the sake of peace. And that isn't it. So you notice something you don't like. Right. Do you address it? Do you not address it? And when do you address it versus leaving it alone? So. Addressing concern. 
when you're addressing concerns, ask yourself a couple questions. Do I really care about this? Is this something I can let go? Is this something stunting the growth of our relationship or even your partner's personal growth? Is this an offense that, if not addressed, will set a precedence in our relationship that is unacceptable to me? And be honest about the answer. If it bothers you, you need to be firm in that, right? If it doesn't bother you, you need to be honest about that too, so that you live in your truth and you don't have arguments unnecessarily. Right. Sometimes we argue about things because society tells us that we should when we don't even care about it that much. Does that make sense? Like, for example, your man buying you flowers. That's something that society makes us feel like we should have. And if your man doesn't buy you flowers um, or if he's not planning all your dates, like then that means he's not a man. Right. <laughs> but do you know how many Women argue about flowers when they don't even like flowers <laughs> just because they feel like based on society standard, they should want flowers, right? Probably allergic to flowers, but still arguing about flowers, right? But yes, this is how you know if you should bring things up or not. Take it situation by situation. Be honest and the ones that you care about address and the ones that you can honestly say, I really don't care. Let it go. So yes, address concerns. Now this is completely up to you the way you want to do it. Maybe you want to nip it in the bud immediately um, the first time around, or maybe you want to show grace a couple times and then address it. That's completely up to you. But when you feel like you want to address it, do so. And you can say something along the lines of this. Babe, when you said XYZ, what did you mean? Or can you provide some clarity on what you meant? I was kind of unclear. That simple. I think many women forget that their partner is their best friend. Just ask, right? It is not what you ask, but it is how you ask. And here, the example that I just gave you, you are asking it in a way that isn't accusing him of everything, of anything. Because that's where the argument can start. He meant it well with good intentions you ask him in an accusatory way and now he's upset because you ask him in an, in an accusatory way his answer is snappy you're mad at his snappiness and now you guys have a fuss <laughs> right so when you get his answer you know you can believe it and let it go if he says no babe i didn't mean anything by that um or if he says actually i did kind of mean something let me um touch base with you on that you can address it then um whatever end point you get to, if it still bothers you, just state that, right? Something like this. Babe, I know you may not have meant any harm by this, but it does hurt my feelings when you say X, Y, Z. Right? Again, it's not combative. It's not rah-rah. It's just communicating in a way that is friendly. Now, after this, if the pet peeve or offense happens again, circle back but with the ball in their court. Something like this. Babe, I know we talked about XYZ, but I've still noticed some of the statements being made in this area or some of the actions being done on this thing that we've talked about before. How would you like us to proceed regarding this? That, that end sentence is key. How would you like us to proceed regarding this? Now, 
What this does is it forces the person offending you to tell you how to deal with them offending you. And nobody ever wants to answer that question. Nobody wants to say, hey, I'm offending you. Here's how I think you should deal with it. Right. And so what usually happens when you ask in that way, usually it is an opportunity for that person to self-reflect and realize what it is that they are doing wrong and realizing that they are a repeat offender to keep doing this thing, right? And it may be habitual. They may not even notice that they're doing it. When you act this way, um, you're kind of asking in a roundabout way that isn't combative again um, and isn't aggressive. um, And it kind of just kind of checks them without them feeling like you went too hard. Don't nag. I know there are many Christian women with ministries that stress the importance of not nagging, right? But usually it is from the place of wanting to make sure you meet the needs of your husband, right? Wanting to be the perfect wife, wanting to not upset your husband. And usually it is used as a sense of protection so that your husband won't be unfaithful. I too want to encourage you not to nag, right? But not because of your husband, right? I think there is this kind of biblical womanhood thing that we do need to recover from and do it in a healthy way um, and not idolize our husbands. Um, So I want to talk to you about not nagging, but not because of your husband, but because nagging someone is a key indicator that we don't trust that God is fully in control, right? You mention something and you keep addressing it, you keep addressing it because it's your way of trying to control the situation. Well, maybe if I bring this up 50 million times in every five seconds, then I can have hold of this situation. Um, And that's the reason why nagging is a no-no. After you address something, you know, feel free to let some time pass and circle back, right? But you don't have to nag. One, because nagging never does anything. Two, again, because nagging is an effort to find a quick fix to something that may take time. And last, because all it does is stress you out, (laughs) right? Professional form of nagger here. I understand that it just stresses you out, right? And that brings me to my next point. Trust God. Know that there is no one-size-fits-all formula to um, getting those kinks out with your spouse. We can't fix our spouses, right? When we feel like there's something that is worth addressing, address it, but also know that only God can change those things, right? Now, God can use you as their mirror to do so, but it's God that softens hearts. It's God that changes those habits that we don't even realize that we're doing It's or we can't seem to shake, right? Um, I say this to say, as I say all the time, sanctification takes time. And what this may look like practically is sometimes revisiting the same thing more than once or feeling the same feeling um, more than once. But this is why addressing it and addressing it in a healthy way is key because um, while God is working on you and your spouse, um, you guys will have practical settings in which you guys can address the things that um, may be offending either of you. Last, don't say things you can't take back, right? So um, one of the key reasons why I tried to give you those scenarios early in the podcast is because a lot of the times the closeness of our relationship can cause us to get really lax in our care for one another, 
or just our impatience can cause us to get really lax with one another. I really don't like this here, so I want to bring this up and because I'm frustrated, I'm not you I'm not really caring or nurturing the person that I say that I love. Right. For example, have you ever noticed a person be really unloving to their spouse or children, but go to a restaurant and treat the waiter amazing or someone who they meet for the first time? Right. And you're like, uh, it should be the other way around. Right. Um, so when you are addressing concerns, we have to watch our words. Right. And just commit to not saying things we can't take back. I remember um, an older woman said this to me. Um, I think. One of our biggest issues was just the way that we argued. I think Sam and I both come from very gaudy, puffed up chest cultures. Um, him being Nigerian and me being Jamaican. And so we asked this couple, like, how do you guys um, do this? Like, I, I, I think they, he, they had even said that, like, they don't even yell in their house. And we literally experienced it. They don't, right? Not to their kids, not to each other. And one of the things the lady said to me was, do not say things you can't take back. And I'm not saying, oh, say things you can't take back and then I'm and then say I'm sorry. No, it is a non-negotiable. We don't say things that we can't take back, right? One, because it hurts. And two, because God requires us to be self-controlled, right? Not controlled by anger, not controlled by, by frustration or even annoyance, when a person repeatedly does something that gets on our nerves. You know, we have to know how to be good and angry or be good in the midst of conflict or be good in the midst of bringing up something that grinds our gears. So that's what I would say. I would say the first thing is take e each situation head on. Figure out if you even care. And this is major because a lot of the times um, we don't even have to get to certain arguments if we just really just say, do I have to bring this up? Do I have to talk about this? Is this necessary? Right? You could stop. You're half, it's half the battle if you just kind of diffuse it in your own head before you bring it out. Right? Um, but again, this is not saying that if something truly bothers you, be silent for the sake of peace. Bring it up, address the concern, but address it in a way that is loving, that is healthy, that is friendly, that is not accusatory, and that allows you guys to have a conversation as opposed to an argument. That should be our goal, to just have conversations. Every conversation is not going to be um, happy-go-lucky. Every conversation is not going to be a nice one, but a conversation is also is always better than an argument. And when we ask or address our concerns in the right way, we prevent those arguments from, happen from happening most times. All right, so that's all I got. Uh, to recap, conflict is healthy. It will strengthen your communication, and you don't want to be walking on eggshells with your partner. Two, figure out how you want your relationship to work. What do you care about enough to confront? Right? Three, the way you ask questions matter. Ask in a way that isn't accusatory, no nagging, <laughs> know that sanctification takes time, and know how to be good while angry. Last, don't say things you can't take back. 
All right. Alrighty, guys, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, also share this to someone who you think this will bless. Also, if you have any other questions, I love answering questions. <laughs> so if you have any other questions, send them um, my way, um, our way, um, so that me or Sam and I, depending on who's on a podcast at the time, can answer them and just can chat with you guys. See you guys next time. Bye.